Hello, everyone. It's the I'm Just a Kid podcast. Thanks for listening. This week's guest is Ted Jones. What is good, James Camacho? Thank you for having me, sir. Yeah, so we were just, um, so Ted Jones is, uh, we were kind of new friends. Yeah. 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 I, uh, this is the beautiful thing about, this is how comedy can be beautiful. Um, I reached out to you via IG to do your show at The Stand. Yes. And y- you actually got back to me. Yes. That's not a common thing you in don't comedy. Think so? I mean, bro, no. dude, come on. When I, I mean, when I see a guy like you, yeah. a guy who's been in the mix for a very long time, I definitely take more time yeah. when looking at those Instagram DMs. I got to be, I, mean? I think you're just a nice guy because I'm telling you, like, like <laughs> mo- most people, like, I would say every week I reach out to, like, clubs that pay like on the road and then i also reach out to bar shows and produce shows around the city mm-hmm. just to fill my calendar man and i would say i get a response about 15 percent of the time 15 percent. and and i and these aren't shows most of these shows are not shows at the stand comedy club which is an a club in new york city which is the a city of the universe you know so the fact that you responded and so uh, actually you know what this might actually because a lot of comics listen to this yeah you probably get inundated is that the right word swarmed molested with uh, messages to do your show all yeah. the time how many do you get a week um, for your I'd show? say anywhere from probably three to five a week maybe not as many as one would think that's it three to five yeah I'm th- surprised yeah. I would thought it would be three hundred to five hundred no the thing is. Um, I think, like, I can kind of figure out, like, who ideally would want a spot. You know, like, somebody will follow me, like, out of nowhere, and then I'll get a DM from them right after it's that. Pretty, so, it's pretty, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty that's, right after that's that. That's what but I wait, do. Wait, sorry. Are we recording? Is that the red light This on? is recording, yeah. It's the. It's not a red light. It's actually a green light for this one. Oh, okay, good. You want me to double check? freaking out. Oh, Maybe. my God. You're getting my OCD Do you want to just double check yeah. really quick? We can edit this part out. Oh, I love you. I love you know you. what I mean? Just to make sure, bro. Yeah, it's recording. We're good? Yeah. Okay, good. good no, good. dude. Because I saw this light right here. I thought that might be red. We're good. No, I appreciate that because you don't know how many times I'm sure you've done this too. When you do your when you <laughs> yeah, record your dude, podcast, you the whole thing, and then you're, you're like, "Fuck, we gotta run it." Well, back. no, 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 you're you you're listening. You're trying to listen to the other person. Then all of a sudden, that thought comes, "Man, that would really suck recording? calls if this is not recorded." And then you're just trying. You're just li- looking at the person like, "Oh yeah, that's interesting." Oh, you're oh, you got your dad touched you there, and then <laughs> and then you're yeah, thinking you're like, "This is not recording." Fuck, fuck, I gotta go check. But then you don't want to be a buzzkill, yeah, you know. Dude. So to get back to what you were saying, I love know, that every episode, five minutes yeah. in, I'm gonna just say, hey, you sh- sh- and just fucking check. Just well, to- I just want, as you said, you know, I'm a podcast guy too, so I gotta look out for you know your yeah. time too. You bro. also just exposed that I don't have a camera guy, and that's just a uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm this, well, this podcast know, production is very, mean, I very thought, low. I didn't know if you were gonna edit this part out, whatever. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, potentially you could. You I do very still, little editing. There's for this. still time. Yeah, there's still time. Anyway, what were we, we were you're talking, talking about, about? So, so you produce a fucking a show at one of the hottest clubs, and your show isn't like. It's not like, I don't know. We're at the comic strip, right? This is my, you know, my home club. I think I may produce shows, and then maybe like six p.m. on a Wednesday or a Thursday. You know, it's like your show is in the main room of the Stand Comedy Club on a eight at eight p.m. or seven p.m. Yeah. Like it's a prime time show. When I did it, it was sold out. It was like it was like a real house show and real comics on there, like 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 the com- the comics you booked like. We're all like seller stand comics, you know. I was the only person that that I was on paper, not to say I am, but on paper, I was like the douche of the show. On paper, on paper, <laughs> not to say 
That's the fact. It's on paper, like in terms of credentials and and years doing it. Would yeah. you come on? Would so, I agree? No, bro. I mean, oh, okay. you, I, the thing is, um, you know, when we are booking the stand, I think for the most part we'll look at obviously social media following, but I yeah. think we'll just also look at how much that particular comic is booked in general. Okay. You know, okay. Um, Sometimes it's hard to find out how much a person does, like how much time they do around the city. Yeah. But you can kind of get a good feel for people who maybe have their own podcast, produce their own show, or you'll see that, oh, yeah, they have a picture last yeah. week from uh, this particular comedy club on their yeah. page, videos, reels, yeah. and stuff like that. Just looking for people that are constantly trying to so stuff on their, their comedy Stuff career. on their social media is important because that's what you look at. I think kinda. so. I mean, that's the first thing that I'll look at if I don't know a comic and yeah. I'm not reaching out to a comic to – do the show but yeah. like, if, like for example if like uh, james camacho reaches out to yeah. me on instagram i'm like okay i'm scrolling through this guy's page he's a loser he's yeah. got <laughs> he's yeah, got he's a gay, a, he's got a gay, gay boy <laughs> he's gay we need a gay guy in the mix <laughs> so, <laughs> um but you know we'll, we'll see your uh your reels posts right um right and then just get a good feel of you know kind of the stuff that you're doing i i agree with you um in the sense of like, like I have a guy that opens for me. He actually works here, and the spots here at the strip are twenty minutes, right? That's, you know, most clubs are ten fifteen. How do you mean? Like they'll book four people and they do twenty minutes? No, each? I think it's five or six people to do twenty minutes. Okay, it's a long wow. show. It's like two hours, and everyone does twenty minutes each. Even on like the house shows? Yeah, yeah, that's oh, how they wow. book. It's twenty minute spots here. Dope. So, um, my so when you usually feature for someone, they do twenty minutes, right? So it's like. There are plenty of comics in the city that I know. Um, one, he has a car. One, he's a friend of mine. But I know because he does spots here that he can do that 20 minutes. Like, it's just math, you know? Um, and there are people that may get booked more in the city that I would not be too sure about because all their spots are, like, 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. It, you know what I mean? That, that, that experience of, of – um, it's just like – it's just like, yeah, if I was booking a show, which I don't, don't, don't molest my DMs, but – um, and someone reached out to me, and I saw that there were headlining places all over the country. I would just assume, like, all right, well, my spots on my show are 15 minutes. I assume they've done, they can do that time because yeah. they're, they're doing 45. Now, is it a good 15? I don't know. Sure. But that would make me feel a little more comfortable, I guess. That's what you're saying. It's like, you see, like, oh, this guy's been there, 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 there at that club. So he's got to be able to do the time. And yeah. also, um, I mean, for the most part, I have, like, a pretty good grasp on who is who in comedy. Yeah. And if you're, like, following people that I follow people, I see that they're following you, you right. know, like I'll have a better idea of yeah. you know, who can do anywhere from 12 to 15 minutes. But I'm surprised they do 20 minute sets here. I had no idea. It's very old. I think What's back like in older? the, it's, it's got like an old school club here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, back definitely. in the day, the spot like Dangerfields used to be like, I think your spots were like 25 minutes. Damn. So that's, that's how it used to be back in the day. Interesting to and me. The, yeah, and the shows would go on from, it would start at eight and they would go on to like four in the morning and everyone would be doing like a half hour, 25 minutes. But that's interesting because you know, I reach out to people all the time for shows that are in the back of a bar where no one's even, there's no audience, you know, and they're like, it's horrible. And like, they won't even respond to me. It, it's like, it's pretty crazy how, um, and I, I think a lot of that, I think a lot of those people are kind of trade spots or they're trying to book their buddies or I don't know what it is. It's just like, I, I, I was surprised that you, um, you got back to me and it worked out. Like I was very surprised and I've been trying to, I'll play at the stand for a while, so mm -hmm. that was a big deal. It was very, it was it was um, I don't want to say it's like a career changing thing, but doing that show with those comics, doing that time at that club, you know, pretty much sold out, definitely made me feel like oh I can hang here and like I should be 
you know, one day I could I could hang at this club. You know, that's, that's it's a it was a proving moment. It was a it was a I went from baby Jane to 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 big Jane. Well, I think also you know when you're reaching out to comics who are throwing a show in the back of the bar, free show, whatever, deep in Brooklyn, something like that. Yeah, they're maybe not taking it as serious. <laughs> deep <dude>. in Brooklyn, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like that's the type of that's the type of situation that maybe I myself a few months ago would like. DM somebody and then they just didn't get back to me. Maybe yeah. like you said, they're booking their friends or they just don't really give that much of a shit about the show. But I think like when, maybe that's where you're right. They don't give that much of but a like shit. But like when you're trying to like make a vibe and coordinate a great lineup, I think for the most part you got to look for the best talent. So while sometimes I won't like you know won't respond to a good amount of the DMs if it if it doesn't really make sense. I'm like, surprised it's only three to five. To Stand show yeah, man. three to five. That's very surprising. Yeah, to me. but me I don't know. Are people are you am I an intimidating person? Like you, I, in, I, in saying that I, there should be more DMs in my box. Now I'm getting self conscious, bro. I think <laughs> no, you're not. You're the nicest guy. You're beautiful too. When I first saw you, I was like, this guy's got piercing blue eyes. He's got black hair. I nice. mean, this guy's a fucking knockout. Jesus, Ooh, yeah, he's, he's got biceps. <laughs> but <laughs> Dude, you're a great looking guy, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And um, but what I was, um, but it's like I think it's the because the, the show's at the stand. That makes it intimidating. But I also think most comics are crazy people and they're egomaniacs. And I'm surprised people aren't just like, because, and they're also very like, they're out of touch with like what they think they should be getting, you know? Like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, I should be at the stand. And then they have five minutes of material, you know? Because I think they think they want to look cool and all this, but they don't actually have the, the, the craft down yet. So I haven't surprised you don't, you're not getting more. Well, um, but anyways, so sometimes I think I am too. You're right. Right. Anyways, so we're we're kind of like beating that down. So yeah. maybe for the audience of comics or whoever, um, as a guy who runs a, a produces a really big you know big show, um, if someone's gonna DM you, what do you look for? Like, what's something um, that uh, could get you booked? And I guess I would say like I just sent you like a really pretty professional, but at the same time cordial message with my video. Can in we it. review it really quick? Yeah, let's do that. That actually, actually would be do that. Yeah. See, bro, that's what happens when you have a guy who has a podcast on. I'm just thinking about things outside the freaking box, dude. That was that was really <laughs> no, but I think I think I'm like what general, works. You're like what you said. I'm like yeah. Well, I think in general, you know, as you'll see when James, um, you know, reads this DM, I think it's just most part. I don't want to watch your YouTube video. <laughs> I don't really want to watch uh, specific clips or anything in particular. Sure, sure, yeah. I think that. So you didn't watch the video I sent you? No. Let's read it real quick. Yeah, so yeah, go I, ahead, I, go I, ahead. that's actually good. Go ahead. Um, it's good to know. So. Oh, hey, Ted. I hope you are doing well. Just wanted to reach out and say that I'd love to do your show at the stand sometime. A little bit about me. I'm based in New York City. I just appear on FBI and Kevin Hart's Row Comics. And I am a paid regular at The Strip and Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Here's a video for your review. Here's the, That's the link. And then I know you must get a, a lot of these. Uh, I know you must get a ton of these sort of messages, so I appreciate your time. Thanks. That was it. That last part is probably the best part of that message. I know you, got a, you get a ton of these. I appreciate your time. Yeah. yeah. It's very... Cause I've talked to a lot of comics that are like, fuck them, they don't respond, fuck them, fuck. I'm like, do you know how many uh, messages people get for booking that they don't even know? It's it's weird. It's like if you're a hot chick and you're getting, you want to fuck in your DMs all the time, you know? And Or just a picture of a dick. Or just a picture of a dick, yes, exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, pin to drop your location. And um, then it's like, they, they, they have their own lives. And then I know, it's like, Watch my video. No comic wants to watch anyone's fucking video, dude. No one. So you're asking them for free labor, basically, and consideration when they don't even know who you are. 
So to be like, fuck them, fuck them, it's like, a lot of comics like just like, and that's why being producing must be tough because I think you can kind of get into that where you get overwhelmed with messages and you can't respond to everyone and then people just think that you're a piece of shit because you don't message them back when reality is like, you're busy, you have your own life, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I think I'll, I'll, I will get to a point if somebody does message me more than like three times, if they start to use other outlets, that's when I'll be like, Oh, okay, and the cross app? This person this person really kind of wants a spot. I'm, either I'm going to give it to them yeah. in them reaching out that many times, or I'm just going to tell them that, you know, we, we're all booked, which usually we are, man. Like we're booked yeah. at least like a month before each show. If somebody wants to come on or they're in from LA yeah. and um, that particular time they want to hop up for seven minutes and they yeah. have like a, you know a good little following and right. like they're a good comic from what i deem yeah sure i'll give for the most part one uh, guest spot on a show seven eight minutes if we have time but um i think somebody that constantly reaches out through my instagram and then somebody reaches out through my email you know after seeing that i'm not responding on uh instagram just because yeah. like on my podcast always i'm like just send in listener emails ted jones or the gmail.com yeah yeah whatever yeah. so i see if somebody is listening to my podcast and they get to my email oh then i think like you know the credit is building on there and sure if, if i'm just gonna not put them in the lineup but definitely you know give them seven eight minutes on a show yeah like yeah that. yeah interesting okay well for anyone listening that's interested in um you know booking because i get that question a lot how do you get booked a lot how do you get you know, I'm like, cause, cause I fucking ask people and beg them, like, yeah, a, like, a, like a pauper, yeah, yeah, and you gotta and, do it. And, and I mean, eventually you'll freaking you'll get one. You know, ten DMs, you get at least one spot. And you know, yeah. like, if you reach out for me, like, there'll be days I reach out to like, I'll send twenty messages, and this is a combination of messages to bar shows on Instagram, emails to comedy clubs. If you just get one booking, um, like to me, if I get a booking from a comedy club, that's like, well, headline you, here's like a grand. That's and you know that's a win. That's you know? reaching out though, like out of the blue. Yeah, maybe? yeah. Wow. But that's a win, and it could take hours. Even if I spent a whole week doing that, and only one person messaged me back, um, for a, like a paid weekend, like that's a win, you know. And but it, even it's also a win when people you know reach out and go, okay, yeah, and they fill your calendar during the week with just like whatever bar spots, you know, because you get the stage time and you get to leave your house, you know. Yeah, so man. it's it's part of the process. Um. All right, so that was a fun little insight yeah, on a guy absolutely. who produces a kick-ass show. Yes, dude, thank um, you. So let's uh, switch gears. Um, you're a handsome guy. Um, I've been. I went to your pad. It's in Chelsea. Yes, it's beautiful. Bro. Thank you for coming. We Fuck, had a great dude. Time. If you have, I know you told me your situation. If there's any vacancies there, let me know. Yeah. Give me a friendly <laughs> discount. Because um, I'm. I, I'm. I, I dream about living where you live. Well, dude. you're you're Upper West Side. I'm Upper West. I got a nice place. Okay, you and your girl. Yeah, we split rent. Nice. So Beautiful. it's easy, but um, it uh, it it's a compromise because she works uptown and I would want to live downtown. So Upper West is kind of. It's kind of the last spot before it gets a little freaky up there. Well, for the you most know? part, do you do spots at uh, Stand Up New York? I don't. Okay. I used to. I so with that is and um, <laughs> this would be terrible if they listen to this, but it's like I used to get booked there a lot, um, and then the new regime came in, regime, and um, you know they just people like different people. Yeah, so it's, al it's always freaking moving, man. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Like, even if you look it's at the nature lineup, of the beast, dude. You look at a lineup. At the stand, you'll see one person doing 15 spots that month, and the next yeah. month they might not even be booked. So it's yeah. really all over the place. You know? So I, you know, I was there on weekends, and I was there a lot. And then you know they, uh, you know, things changed. It happens. And then also I got um, I just uh, auditioned. Uh, I did like a couple auditions at Westside, and then I had passed, 
got my spots for April 2020, but then, as you know, the world fell oh apart. Oh, my gosh. So I remember <laughs> I, I would move into the Upper West Side. I got two clubs I can work at, and I'm going to just walk there. Yeah. I'll never have to take the – and then stand-up changed, New Stand-Up New York changed, and then West Side. Um, it's been kind of like – there's been less spots because of the pandemic, I mean, and, and they're still trying to get back into it. So none of those things came true. Uh, I was like, I, like I said, I'm going to walk 10, 10 blocks away from the clubs I work at, and – I'm still at the comic strip. Anyways, but your apartment's great. Where'd you where'd you grow up? I grew up. Well, I spent the first six weeks of my life in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Whoa! Then I moved. Oh, we talked about yeah, this. we talked about this. Yes. For a moment. And then uh, moved Edison, to New Manhattan. Jersey. Yeah. Is that, that's where you're from, Edison. Edison, yeah. Was that close to New Brunswick? I don't. Really that's know like ten ten minute drive. Yeah. Let's you go. take the route route one south. So you went to high school and shit. And I went to high school. Yeah, I went to Edison. school at Rutgers. No, but high school. Okay, high school in Jersey. High school, school, Jersey, uh, college Rutgers, yes. So, um, moved here when I was six weeks old, grew up in the Gramercy Park area, went to school down there, and then yeah. I actually went to high school up here, 60th between Columbus and Amsterdam. Nice. Professional Children's School, if you were wondering Pro- the name. Professional? Yeah. That's what it's called? Yes, dude. So, um, See, if that, that's a lot of expectations, so, dude. <laughs> the reason I, <laughs> I could not go I to school like there, that um, was because I um, wanted to become like really serious in tennis, and I was like throughout my middle school years. Like I played yeah. tennis at UConn. Yeah, I think we talked about that briefly. Uh, I, we I did not talk about. Oh, that. Okay, so yeah. for high school, uh, for tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade, they had a specialized school called Professional Children's School. Actors, singers, dancers, models, uh, athletes went there, and basically, oh. like if I needed to go to Florida on a Thursday night for a tournament because I was playing Friday, yeah. they'd send me the homework. They'd let me take the test either Thursday or Monday when I got back. So right. It's like a specialized school for people who are professional. So are Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I always wondered that with like these child actors. I'm like, are they oh, yeah. going to school? Dude, like, are they the going to class? That's the school ah, they, that they would go to. Or they'd be homeschooled or something like that. Yeah, like that. Kylie Jenner and Kendall. You think they were going to like sitting there in a desk and, and going to homeroom? Like, yeah. I'm sure they did twice a week. <laughs> And then, but they're, they're shooting that the show and traveling. I always thought that. So there are actual schools yes. kind of tailored for that, dude. Especially a few in New York. I mean, I can think. Oh, of, I mean, we're in the best city in the world. So professional agree. performing arts school, professional children's school, LaGuardia. You got Juilliard, but definitely in, Juilliard. in, in the in the greater Manhattan area, especially around here. Um, you have a lot of performing arts schools around Lincoln Air, Lincoln Center. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know that was a thing. So they let you. So you wanted. You were. Um. Aiming to be a professional tennis player. I hopes I had hoped so, but the time that I went to professional children's school, once I was, I guess, 15, 16 years old, sophomore year, I kind of had an inkling that I was going to play college tennis. Yeah. You know, just because by the time you're 15, 16 in the game of tennis, like you're either top 10 in the country in your yeah. age group or you're really not at that top, top level. And even if yeah. you are top 10 in the country in your age group, like your chances of being top 100 in the world are very, very slim. Dude, that's the crazy thing to me about all these pro athletes, like people, like there are like shitty players in the NFL, or but it's like even the the the, the worst player in the NFL was a fucking high school phenom, dude. He was the best guy in the state, bro. Yeah, yeah, that is <laughs> that is so crazy to me. That yeah. like, and that's why it must be so depressing if you're at that level. I mean, I think you're just you're blessed to get in, but it's like, like a guy like Saquon Barkley, dude. Sure. I mean, he was a god everywhere yeah. and then now he's a loser on the giants he's not a loser but it's like he's playing for a team they're losing all the time he's injured and yeah. it's like it must be such like a 
like a smack of, in the face of reality. It's just like, he must be just sitting there like, what the fuck happened, dude? It's so I'm different. Playing you think for a, a shit guy, team. You think of a guy like Zion Williamson, you know, being a yeah, Duke yeah. number one pick, and now he hasn't. How many games has he played? It's like you go to the Pelicans and you start losing. Like yeah, these guys yeah. never lose, dude, and they're losing games all the time. Sure. It's like, it's it must be crazy. Like like yeah. Anyways, so you um tennis. Yes. You're gonna be um. That's so funny too, because like you know, I've had a lot of people. I mean, I've done so many episodes of podcasts, and anyone. Does, I mean, I had Adam Mueller on last week. He was like trying to play hockey, and then it's always like that. Yeah, I had a realization where uh, <laughs> I was wasn't good enough, you know. Well, but, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to play Division One college, which was super fun. That's amazing. Yeah, and, UConn. Um, yeah, yeah. Isn't that Ivy League? No, that's no, UPenn. No. Sorry yeah, about that. Nice. Sorry to get your dick <laughs> Um But just the looking biceps and play, Ivy League. Yeah, Buckley's. imagine, bro. We should have stuck with that. Yes, yeah. UConn is in the Ivy League. Yeah. But bro, like going to UConn, playing tennis for two and a half years, I filled what I wanted to fill in terms of. Um, my love and passion for tennis. Because when when I went to that school, yeah. I knew that, okay, I'm going to become a better tennis player for sure, but yeah. I'm not going to go pro. Yeah. So I, I knew that college was going to be my end game and then spending two and a half years on the tennis team yeah. and then kind of spending the rest of college focusing on acting, um, sketches. Okay. and. Let me, let, let me ask you this stuff. because I'm going to try to like jump ahead here, but Adam last week was talking about how he kind of so the last a question I'll ask on the podcast is if you can go back and change anything, would you? He's like, I wish I kind of like didn't take hockey so seriously because it took up all his fucking time, I love that, and yeah. he didn't have any like not any, but he's like he didn't kind of do all the social things that he wanted. Do did, you feel that way? Did he play in college though? I don't know if it was. Uh, he definitely played high school. And he was like uh, traveling and okay. stuff. I, I think he might. I think he made an. I think there was an attempt in college. Okay, yes, like minors yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do I regret playing tennis as much as I? Not do? regret, but do you do you feel like now that you're not pro that you're like I wish I used that time when I was uh in college in, on other things. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I more think, acting. Yeah. Well, I think that I had the opportunity when I stopped playing. I actually got kicked off the tennis team for smoking weed. Oh, I really? Failed the drug test. Oh yeah. man, times and, are so different uh, now, huh? My um, <laughs> I had a choice though, like to you know stop smoking weed. They were gonna drug test me, and I could still be on the team. But I just decided that you know the amount of time that I was putting into tennis, because dude, it was like twenty hours a week, and then traveling on weekends. So we were spending yeah. so much time in the gym on the tennis court, and we, and we weren't so great. You know, we weren't like competing for the national title. Yeah. Um, um, you know, we weren't the best in in Connecticut, even. So. Yeah, how do you? Get, how, it's hard to incentivize. Yeah, uh, kids especially te- especially tennis. Yeah, when you're not getting it's really like a glorified hobby, basically. Yeah, unless if you're not getting a scholarship, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. which which I um, unfortunately didn't get. But tennis, man, to get a scholarship, you got to be crazy good because Title Nine takes up a ton of scholarships from on the women's side. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Title Nine. I have no, no. I don't so know for tennis. you and your listeners, Title Nine basically was. Um, a declaration that they had in like the early 80s that all the women and men's would have the same amount of scholarships for like the previous 60 years so now for like the next 20 years starting now like men and women like women will have more uh scholarships oh they're trying to to even it out compensate yes okay so like all the scholarships at uconn were given to the men's uh football team and basketball team and then some on the soccer team but like the women's rowing team yeah had scholarships they should that's actually really um it's it's that's my girlfriend. And I talked about this once, where it's like, um, you know, we're talking about like equality and stuff. It's like we, we, a lot of, you know, and it's we're in a very progressive time now. But everyone's like, oh, let's be equal, let's do equality now. And it's like, well, what, how, how come we don't ever make up for the shit in the past? You know, like, so you I think like overcompensate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And overcompensate, it might come across overcompensate, it might come across as like 
like a like a you're trying too hard. Yes. But I think you. I mean, we're talking about in the most literal sense. Like they are doing above. Um, they're going far above, which is what you need to do. But I think that's kind of cool. It's like they recognize the past has been unfair, and they're trying to make up for it. And then like 20 years from now, then it'll go it'll go back to normal. Yeah. You know, that's something you don't see. And I, I've never heard of that kind of process. It's it's such a hard thing to be like. I mean, it's like oh, it's like racial inequality. Um, we should maybe like let's say like a Barack Obama was like the first black president, and it's pretty clear. It's like this is a, like this country is like run by white people. If you just look at who's been running the country, and I don't think you could ever get this country to be like yeah, we'll just have black presidents. You for just 40 have years. yeah, forty yeah. forty more black. Yeah, and it's not. It, it, it's like I'm not. You know, being political or whatever, but it's like if you want to be like, because we, you know, there's so much racial tension and everything. It's like, um, that could like that could balance things out. Totally. Way, I, I mean, I think it would just it would be we'd have a very difficult time convincing the white people to <laughs> give up their land. The Midwest like, uh, over you know, there, you know, the sound south, fifty acres to right. somebody. That it would not. It would. It would. That would. It could be. That would be like a miracle. But, um, I just think that's. You know, if you can do that, and they could do that in tennis, yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Anyways, so you smoked, you got kicked off for weed, sure, and you took the you. They were like, "Hey, it's tennis or weed," and you were like, "I'm the ganja, bro." Yeah, bro. Seriously, so as you're, crazy as that sounds, I no, I, it, doesn't. it doesn't. I hit well, but back in the day, man, like. I remember the day before I was supposed to get drug tested, like we had a huge team party and every single person on the team was wasted. Yeah. Like belligerent next day. Blacked out drunk. over, blacked out drunk. I'm sitting there. I'm sober because I don't drink. Yeah. So I can't smoke a puff of a joint while every single one of these kids are blacked out. We right. have a match in three days. Right. We had a 48-hour rule that you couldn't drink 48 hours before the match. And they were. Match. No, they no 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 oh. they weren't. But like it was just the day before you yeah. couldn't drink. They were drinking, so I was just like it never like clicked in my head. Like oh yeah, I can binge drink as much as I want. Go to the hospital, get my stomach pumped, yeah, and then I won't get suspended. Yeah, would you rather have someone who's hungover or someone who got a really good night's sleep? You know, like yeah. that makes n- and that's the that, that's the problem with like um, weed. It's we're you know, it's nothing about going in the past and being like this makes no sense. Like there's all these people in jail for weed, totally, and there's a lot of people that um get fucking you're so much more fucked up and drunk and dangerous to you and other people when you're hammered than you are weed so um yeah i think honestly like anyone who's got like any like oh he was high with like a couple pounds of weed and they're they're in jail now you, you gotta let those unless they're like like so, crazy drug lords you gotta get let them out so man. apparently um i read on instagram i think this is yesterday or instagram today. it must be true yes <laughs> yesterday or today yeah. they are actually giving the first licenses uh medical marijuana licenses in new york to the people who have uh criminal records with weed which is a great thing to to hear right it's almost like giving them um their jobs back in yeah, a way, yeah. and then legitimizing it. Yeah, exactly. So you were a big pothead. The license. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. am. Still am. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now I want to hear more about this uh, professional school. Sure. So, so I, I, it's hard to be like, oh, how, how, how you can com- compare it to public school, yeah. but. Um, I'm sure you watch movies like American Pie, yeah, the team yeah, movie. Yeah, was yes. it anything like that? Because uh-huh. <laughs> that was a pretty. I mean, those movies are outrageous, but. Those public school depiction, at least I went to a pretty public school that was kind of like that. So it was kind of on par. Did, was it like that or was it different than that I'd image? say it was pretty different just because the okay. men and women ratio was so crazy. Like, oh. there was no joke, like, one guy to every four girls. Wow! And then there was one guy yeah. to... One straight guy to every eight, like four. So 
Because they're mostly actors, right? Well, actors, singers, dancers, models, ballerinas. So a lot of guys were gay. So like one straight guy to four girls, something like that. But like, I mean, every other guy was gay at the school. Mm -hmm. So um, it was definitely different in that sense. But uh, I do get along with girls maybe more so than guys in I did in high school. Yeah. And I think that that helped me just because like I didn't mind the environment or not really having that many guy friends at my school. I mean, that's a great trick. I mean, that's what you want to have when you're a... you know, when in you're high an school. adult, yeah, well, and and even in in the, in the adult world, like the easiness to. I have a friend like that grew up with all, all women in his family, mom and like whatever five sisters, and this guy gets girls like you wouldn't believe, yeah. and it's like <laughs> just a better like, communicator. And he's a he's a great good looking guy too, yeah. but it's also like how do you? And he's just like, I don't know, and he's like. Because you know how to talk to connect. right. Well, he knows how to talk to a woman because yeah. he's been around women his whole fucking right, right, life, right. you know. So, um, cool. So. You said it was different. Mostly, mostly girls. Yeah. What, what else was different about it? Um, I think just the environment in that everybody kind of had something else going on besides school. So people weren't so uh, super focused on getting the A plus. Or, or I didn't. Or getting laid and going yeah. to a party. Yeah, people were. I mean, people were coming into school from eight p.m. Excuse me, eight a.m. to one p.m. every day. Some some of them and like I, my schedule was like. 8.30 to 2 straight. Like, I didn't have any lunch. I didn't have any breaks. Okay. I would just go 8 to 2, and then i go straight to tennis practice, go Ooh. from 3 to 5, and then i do an hour in fitness and then play another hour and a half after that. So my high school experience just looked um, a lot like a training professional, if you think about something like that. Now, I like this. So everyone there is like, you know, they're going for their education pretty much primarily and they got their professional life already kind of settled, which is the opposite of public school where everyone's like, I mean, my life was like my social life. Like that's all I cared about. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a fucking job. I mean, I had like a, a part-time, like a whatever minimum wage job at Foot Locker, but like that wasn't my life. So do you think, like I would imagine, would it be a little harder to like make friends or communicate with people because no one really gave a shit because they had not that they didn't give a shit, but it's like they have tennis practice or whatever, uh, a movie to shoot. Definitely, you know? um, I think that making friends was difficult uh, in the beginning. But I mean, the more you see all these kids, you know, the tighter you'll become. But sure. I think hanging out after school was definitely um, few and far between. Like maybe that would happen once or twice a month where we could all get together. We'll go to like uh, Columbus Circle after yeah. school, but. And just because uh, kids of, were just grinding yeah. during the day, man. Yeah, like yeah, afternoon, yeah. So there wasn't really time for like hanging out after school. That is so fast. So do you have do you have a lot of close friends from high school right now? Eh, not as many. I still talk to my ex girlfriend here and there. I told you about my ex girlfriend who uh, I broke up with her, and then three days later she started. Dating oh, dating Adrian, Adrian Grenier. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, fuck, so I'm dude. tight. I'm tight with her. She's yeah. married. Maybe a couple other people, but um, I don't. I'm not in touch with any. Any guys from my high school, which is funny. I'm yeah. not, in my uh, kindergarten through eighth grade, I really did make a lot of lifelong friends there. Kindergarten, um, okay, okay. Then middle school, so I hang out with a bunch of guys from kindergarten through eighth grade who are still in the city. Yeah, I just imagine, dude, if I was like in school, like with the mentality I have now with comedy, I, I would. I mean, I barely hang out with people now, you know. Yeah. And it's not. It's not because I don't. I mean, I don't want to, but it's just like you just I get FOMO I, from like missing a night out of comedy, right? Yeah, well, I'm so I'm grinding. I'm I'm yeah. all I give. I I I'm so concerned with uh, making it, and like every hour of the day is allocated. There's no time to like to hang, you know. So that's crazy. It's just like I was so like go to a public school, man. Like my whole life was like just trying to get by with grades, 
so I wouldn't flunk. But and you then, went to Rutgers though, so I mean, you probably did pretty well. No, especially when it's in state. No, I, I got like, um, no. I mean, state's no? easier to get into. Really? Yeah, I got like B. I was like a B minus, huh. C plus Cause, guy. Because when you think about like New York, all those state schools apparently are tough to get into if you're from New York. You know, like the SUNY schools. I don't know. It's I feel like it was easier when I was going to school, but because okay. people now go about Rutgers, that's a great school. I'm like, really, really? Uh-huh. Nah, I, I don't know, man. That's like a sixty percent acceptance rate, I think. No way, it's that high. I dude. think it is. No, yeah. you're giving, you're not Google, giving yourself enough let's credit. Let's Google it. Sixty percent. Imagine, dude. I t- I'm dude. I'm telling no you. Shit. Let's see. Rutgers acceptance rate. Let's go- Google <laughs> it right 60%, now. Sixty percent. I'm going. I'm going back to school. Uh, why? You went to UConn and played tennis at D1 school. What the fuck? You're you gotta go back bro. to school for you. Fucking you don't, you don't want to go to Rutgers. Come on. Okay, Rutgers acceptance yeah, rate. Tennis team. Um, it says, okay, yeah, Rutgers. Oh, no, that's not. Rutgers, New Brunswick, 58% acceptance rate in 2015. <sighs> what? I love how we're looking at 2015. Well, that's all that came off. <laughs> that's all I got. And then it says, what is this? Uh,. Acceptance rate, 67. Another source says 67%. That's a weird stat, though, because I always felt like Rutgers was kind of the same as UConn, academic-wise. It says, and then uh, someone, people who ask, says, uh, can I get into Rutgers with a 2.5 GPA? Possibly. New Brunswick. Seemingly, Rutgers has a, has a ceiling GPA of around 3.7. What? Almost all students with 3.7 GPA or higher were granted acceptance. Rutgers had a floor GPA of 2.7. Dude, I had From like New two, Jersey three, and a floor of 3.0. So if you're in-state, you can get by. I had like a 2.9 or something yeah. at, in, uh, in high school. So I got, I got lucky. <laughs> I was in the lower tier of acceptance. And apply to be a janitor. Um, <laughs> and they're like, all right, fine, we'll take this guy. <laughs> um, fuck, man. All right, so yeah, you went to this crazy professional school. Probably, probably yeah, any celebrities? Because there's got to be some celebrities that have graduated. Sure, man, sure. I mean, you you you, you dated your girlfriend was dating Adrian Grenier, yeah, so yeah. Um, any I, any there, five degrees or six there, degrees? Stuff? Yeah, I mean, there there are a few people. I'm not sure if maybe you've heard of them. Um, oh, throw I don't them out. know, bro. Like uh, Nicola Peltz, Nat Wolf. Um, but you was that two names you just said? Yeah. Okay. Nicola, you said him, you Nicola, said him in okay. one. Nicola yeah. Peltz, who's in like the Last Airbender. We were friends for a little bit. Nat Wolf, who's like a little bit younger than Nat me. Nat Wolf sounds familiar. Would, would he direct at Mad Men? No, I don't know. Okay, I mean, the, all the people who are I'm not really like that close with, but yeah, I mean, there are definitely a few, and people who are older than me. Um, let's, let's the older generation. Um, think of like a Scarlett Johansson, Alexandra Daddario. Um, Wait, what was the first person you said? Scarlett Johansson. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's someone. Yeah. So, uh, basically, I think if you went to a performing arts high school in New York City, I mean, chances are you probably either went to my school or one of the other three high schools. So yeah, a, lo- yeah, yeah. a lot of um, people who have been successful in the acting industry, dancing, wow. uh, modeling. Not so many athletes. I was really the, like the only kind of um, athlete at the school. I think the athlete many. stuff is more like Alabama and like um, – the city seems to be more for acting Florida. and shit. Well, also yeah. like Florida, yeah. When you FSU. when you're playing tennis in the city, it's so expensive, dude. And like finding a bubble yeah. that's heated in Manhattan, like there's no way you're paying less than sixty dollars per hour. And like you go to Florida, there are two hundred courts every five miles, you know. So you can yeah. play tennis for free. It's a lot easier to compete. But it almost like, but isn't the competition here better? So it makes you better. No, the competition okay. in Florida <laughs> would be better. Just okay, because of that reason. Then there's no reason to be here, basically. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think it was just like I had an option to go down to a tennis academy in Florida, which they have a lot down yeah. there. Um, and that's where the competition is really fierce. But um, I actually I was homeschooled for ninth grade for tennis, so I could travel around. 
Wow. So that was my kind of year, my tennis academy year. Yeah. Where I played so much tennis in New York. And then after that year, I decided, all right, I'm probably not going to go pro. So I uh, transferred to uh, professional show. That really fascinates me because the fact that, like, you were like, I just took a year off. They love it. Because, like, dude, my high school, I guess my high school is militant or, like, they, like, if you miss a day of school, they'd call your parents well, and fucking I was, I was terrify pri- you. I was privately tutored for ninth grade. Right, but that's all, like, did you have to get that, like, set up with the government or something? Or so, the state? Good question. Yeah. So, um, I actually took a program. I'm not sure if you've heard of the Dwight School on, like, the Upper West Side over I here. Know, Probably pretty close to Dwight East. Eisenhower. Like, yeah, the president. But yeah. it's, like, 89th and Central Park West over there. Um, like okay, that that's right by, yeah, yeah, it's okay, like 10 blocks. Okay, so, um, I was about to go to Dwight for high school, mm-hmm. and in going to Dwight for high school in ninth grade... Um, the idea was I was going to be homeschooled for ninth grade, and then the rest of the time I was going to use um, Dwight as my high school. But so for the first uh, first year of high school, I used their curriculum, like had yeah. a private tutor, was tutored three hours a day based on the Dwight curriculum in ninth grade. Right, and then I easily transferred into high school. Okay, okay, that sounds about. That makes sense. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just remember, like... So, but, yeah, you do, I mean, you do have to check in with, like, the government and shit and make, you, make yeah. sure you're kind of doing everything, That's like especially in the, at you a can, Your parents could, like, you know, get arrested for not having you in school it's or something, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about at that age, but definitely at, at some age. It's yeah. so crazy. It's got to be different in every state, because I've had people on the podcast who are like, I just ran away from home yeah. and never came back <laughs> and stopped going to school. I'm like, didn't they, they look for you? <laughs> ran away Dude, I school. fucking skipped a day of school. They called my yeah, parents. The cops are, are, are looking for me. Box in your whip or what? Huh? No, I, I don't yeah, even, yeah. I mean, not, not my whip, but like <laughs> someone else's whip. Um, yeah. Fuck, that's so fascinating. Yeah, dude. They I really mean, scared I, the shit out of us as kids. Bro, I also <laughs> just had a weird, weird uh, upbringing. And that's why I also appreciate how much tennis I played. I think that it also ha- helped me harden my mind and build my self-confidence. Just because, like, when you're on the tennis court, man, you're by yourself, always. You know, you have like comedy during the week. Yeah. yeah. And you got to really rely on yourself. Yeah, no, it's, um, I love, like, even, like, golf, too. It's just, like, it's love such it. a different animal. It's you. You... You are the reason you you lose. You're the reason you win. You play a lot of golf. No, no, no. I'm saying it's like comedy, where it's like it's uh, up there. No one's no one could help you. Yeah. You know, no one's it, coming it, for it's you. all it's well, all you. The, only the light is coming for you. Yeah. That's the only thing. The thing about tennis is like, do you need like I know you can get that machine that spits the balls out. Yeah, rare. That's the thing about that. comedy, bro. That's so. It's like you can only practice if you have a crowd and people book you. Well, I I mean I don't know. I think that I have found um, the mirror to be helpful. You do you do oh, stuff in the yes. mirror. You know. No, there are there are ways you can prepare. I guess. But actually figuring out something works or not, there's, there's yeah, got to be on crowd, stage. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, fuck, dude. Do you want to come back on another time? I, bro, I'd love yeah. to, man. This I is fucking, fun. I, I'm late. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, I got to yeah, get to a spot. Um, so we got to wrap up. Um, I'll have you on again. I'm gonna, I haven't had any repeat um, guests. I've done 130, over 130 episodes Let's of these. Let's go, dude. So I'm going to start... Because I'm running out of fucking people, um, but also it's like I talk to people like you, and then we can we could talk for fucking hours, yeah, you know. Dude, absolutely. So I'll have you on again. We can keep bullshitting. But um, I just want to ask you this: Yeah, if you could go back in high school and change anything, is there anything you'd change? No, dude. Because I wouldn't be here with you right now. I know. I mean, as this, it all led up sounds, to this. You know what it I mean? It all led up to this, you man. Know what I mean, bro, as deep as that sounds, oh, I had I've had a great experience. I've had some heartbreaks. I've had some. Addictions to drugs that I've kicked and oh, I'm just dude, I gotta I'm have here, you on. We gotta bro. talk about that. You yeah, know what I mean, fuck, man. Okay, that's 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 valid. And I think honestly, man, it's like I went to your crib and it's like you got a beautiful place and and probably one of the the the, the nicest areas in the goddamn universe. 
and you're beautiful. You got biceps. You got to show at the stand. <laughs> I mean, well, 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 you're probably not reflecting a lot. Like, hey, you know what? That, that wasn't really good. I fucked up. Well, Play tennis I mean, the, at a UConn. It's all, it's all about, you know, per- persisting and, you know, hopefully making a ton of money. Yeah. Ideally, you know, because that's, I mean, that's the trajectory, you know. Yeah. I have all these things you're talking about, but, you know, the, the money's hopefully on the way. Yeah. And um, tell everyone, um, I'll have you back on for sure. Absolutely. So, and um, tell everyone, because I know you have a YouTube channel you're yeah. building. You have um, the show. So tell everyone where they can uh, find cool, you. What, what you want them to uh, look at. Absolutely. So on TikTok, we're at Ted Jones World one On Twitter, Ted Jones World underscore. Instagram, Ted Jones World. YouTube, Ted Jones World. And um, if you just check out my Instagram, Ted Jones World, you'll see the link in the bio. Yeah. Just click on that link in the bio, and then you'll get tickets to the Ted Jones Comedy Show. Yeah. Go follow Ted. Go subscribe and watch his uh, his vlogs. Yes. Because he's uh, we need to get him to uh, a monetization status yes, on YouTube. Yes, bro, we so, do. Which is also I need. So rewatch this four thousand times, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you imagine some guy does that, dude? Dude, That'd I mean crazy. that's a real fan, right? That's fresh. Yes, like watch it, it four thousand times. I hope you. You know, guys I get so jealous it. of these like really big time comics, like a guy like like Sam Morell. Sure. They're spe- like whatever they post like. Uh, like Mark Norman, he'll post like compilation clips um, of him doing podcasts, and they're like, you know, ten minutes. Get fucking hundred thousand views. I'm like, that's four thousand hours, right? Well, there. bro, me, soon dude. enough you'll be getting those numbers. Bro. I know, but it's like, yeah, exactly. And you too. All right, guys. Uh, you guys know where to find me. Kamach, bro. Instagram, Twitter. This weekend, I'm at the comic strip doing spots. Friday, March 18th, 8 and 10 p.m. Come see me. S- uh, Saturday, headlining Rhino Comedy, Suffer New York. Get tickets, and. Um, I'm going to be in L.A. and shit, so when you check the LA? calendar. When are you going to L.A.? The, the 24th to the 29th. And you're li- you've lined up some stuff there? Already? I got some, some stuff Great. there, yeah. So jamescamacho.com slash shows. Um, I'm starting an email list, too, guys. Camacho. Oh, that's my email. Um, go to my website, and uh, if you want to sign up for a newsletter, well, you'll get um, every week you'll get um, um, a, a, a blast from me. A cum shot. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then yeah, I know, I know. Blast. We're such we're such inappropriate <laughs> children. Um, a sign up for my newsletter. You'll get content every week and where I'm gonna be. And um, all right, guys. See you later. I got to make my show before I fucking get fired. James, thank hey. you so much, sir. I'll and, have uh, you back we'll on. Talk yeah, soon. I'm sorry. I had we had to make this all shorter. Good. Thanks, guys, for all watching right, and listening. Peace.